the Frames Per Second podcast. I want a show that will make headlines. The Huxtables, Cosby, a genius, revolutionary, but we can't go down that road again. The network does not want to see Negroes on television unless they are buffoons. Have you ever thought about just quitting? I have a contract. The only way I get out of that is if I get fired. And that is what I intend to do. I know you are familiar with menstrual shows. Variety shows. Like in Living Color. Right, right, right. That was dope. Man, tan. The new millennium menstrual show. We're going to need a little more money for this. What's going on? It's your boy, Nikki Dusa, a.k.a. Mr. No Disrespect. And you're now tuned in to the Frames Per Second Podcast. In this episode, we are doing our rewatchable list of black films since it's Black History Month. And this episode is dedicated to... What do we call it, Nick? Oh, we call it The Blacklist. That's right. So, patent pending. So, y'all really calling it The Blacklist? (laughs) You don't like that? I mean, it's a show called The Blacklist. I know. So? So, (laughs) Unlike unlike DC, we're going to be smart about our shit. (laughs) We're going to get our SEO. (laughs) (laughs) It's The Blacklist, y'all. In this episode, we are reviewing Bamboozled, Spike Lee's 13th, well, Spike Lee's 13th joint, uh, came out in the year 2000, uh, and it deals about menstrual show in the modern era at least in the new millennium this is a film that was recommended by mike so mike i want you to start off why did you like this like everybody see if y'all like this film but mike why do you like this film? can i start it first you got something to say <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no nah. well i'm not even it's not even a start i just want to i just want to say before mike Starts it off. I mm-hmm. just would like to say that this was. I actually today was my first time actually watching this movie. That was really? it was my yeah. This past yeah. weekend was my first. I don't time know if anybody it. knew that. I don't I, know if I. I, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, figured, yeah, yeah. Today was my. But first. you like Spike Lee movies oh, and stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm hell surprised. Yeah. What made you? Because this is his most under talked about movie. And it's, it's not limited. Even and it was limited too. I remember <laughs> when it came out. It's not even that. Um, and I, I didn't want to get into it yet because I did want you to start it off. Really, you did want to get into it. I just wanted to start. Right. I just wanted to mention it before you got heavy. Rob want to be the star of the show. This, you know what I'm this, this is the first time I've seen this motherfucker. We're going to hear Mike. I ain't know that. I ain't know that. Nah. Right? Nah. Modest ass. <laughs> right. No, I ain't know that. I ain't know that. That's all niggas ain't shit. I mean, I, I assumed it was your first time because with the way you were asking about it. Mm. The same yeah, way you, I thought, were, I you mentioned thought mine was my first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I mentioned that somewhere. Um, but, um, wow. But yeah. Mind so, yeah. blown. So, yeah, this is yeah. my first time. And um, I seen the movie because this, I think it, it was. Blockbuster was still around around this time, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So oh, I yeah. remember going in Blockbuster and seeing it, and it just didn't catch my attention. And I don't think I realized it was a Spike Lee movie because of the cover art. Yeah, I was like, why would why the fuck would I pick up something that looked like Minstrel Show? I, I would never pick up anything mm. like that. And then it was plastered on the front of it. I was like, up oh, past yeah. that. Yeah. Like I'm not me. watching yeah. this shit. Like yeah. that was the same I, reason for me. Oh word, yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I didn't, for the longest I didn't know it was a Spike Lee film. And then when I found out it was a Spike Lee film. I just never got around to going back to seeing it, and so, that's and that's what happened mm-hmm. basically. So, th- this was your first time watching it too. Yeah, because like I I went I did a whole summer where I was just watching Spike Lee films, mm. and I like I went from Do the Right Thing, Mo Better Blues, Jungle Fever, all that. Sweet Butter Jesus. Nah, not that far. <laughs> yeah, <maybe> that <laughs> but this one was just more of like I saw the trailer for it, and I was just like ah. I'll wait. I'll save that for later. Because it's just, I didn't, I wasn't in the mood That's for what it. That's maybe, I remember, because they rarely showed the trailer. I was still in Detroit dance. So I remember seeing the trailer and, mm-hmm. on Detroit, and you know, when I was in Detroit, I'm like, damn, what is this shit? I'm like, this is a Spike Lee movie. This looks like different as fuck. So, I'm sorry. Nah, 
Mike, Polly has some Mike. Yeah. <laughs> my bad, Mike. It's funny. You wanted me to go first. Now I'm going last. All right, right. I don't right. even, even remember what you asked me. What did you why, ask? did, why did you select this film? Because you, you talked about it like this is one of your favorite black films in period or just oh, films in general. Easily, it's easily a top five black film of all time for me. So black film, not in e general. In general, it would. Tough. I know it's tough. It would probably be in my top 10. Ooh. It'd probably be in my top 10 for, for, for film be, for a, a variety of reasons. But I go back and forth a lot mm -hmm. between this and Do the Right Thing being my favorite mm -hmm. Spike Lee film. Mm -hmm. But man, <clears throat> getting prepared for this, I might have to go with this being my favorite Spike Lee film. Oh, wow. Because I think it just hits so many more notes. Yes, yeah, it's, it's right a lot to talk about. It's a lot to digest with this. Like Spike Lee. And the thing about it is when this movie came out, I remember... No one saw it really. Like none of my friends saw it. My, I remember, like I was talking to my sister, and she was like, "What the fuck is Bam? What? What is Bamboo?" Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had to buy the DVD for her and mail it to her. Mm -hmm. I was like, "You have to see this movie," because she was in the acting industry, and so was my brother. I was like, "You have to see this movie because so many things that he's talking about, you would understand." And she mm -hmm. watched, and she's like, "Damn, how the fuck did I miss this?" Because mm -hmm. it wasn't promoted. It was yeah. The what budget was, was like ten mil. It only made like less than three mil at the box mm -hmm. office. Two yeah. It was a flop. Because I remember in theaters. <laughs> Like when it when it came out in certain theaters in Detroit, they only had like one time, like it was one time wow, plan. Yeah. Like it didn't have like you know twelve, one, two, three. Like it was like three thirty or five thirty, mm -hmm. and that was it. And I, I remember that, and I ain't watching until it came out on DVD. Yeah, when they I, when I, theater I, has them happy hour movie showings, that's like yeah, yeah. it ain't going to last that long. But I was still interested in see. I just never got around to it at the time until I until it came out on DVD. Critics gave it mixed reviews. It holds a forty eight on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, this consensus was Bamboozle is too over the top and it's satire and comes across as more messy and overwrought than biting. This this mm. this movie is probably Spike Lee's most misunderstood film. Mm -hmm. I think people just watch it and they, they look at it at face value and then they just walk away and they're like, all right, cool. But this was the epitome of that. Remember that message? This was the epitome of that shit. Because mm -hmm. it was like everything that was in this movie was a message. And I think almost like that, every scene. Like, yeah, it was like, it was like yeah. every every character meant something. Every moment throughout this film was a direct message. And I think a lot of people just didn't. I don't want to sound like an asshole. They didn't get it, but they didn't get it. Can I chime in real quick? I mean, hey, do you think? You know <laughs> I can attest to some of those people because although I got it, I still kind of agree with that criticism. Which criticism? The one that he just read off. That it was over the top. Yeah, yeah, I think, and I don't know. I think I'm still, I'm still processing it. Like I said, I just saw it today, mm -hmm. so I, it, it is a lot to process. Um, but I remember feeling like, man, this is so. I get it. It's like I, I, I just remember thinking, like, man, I get it. I get it. Like, why are we still doing? Like, I get it. Well, okay, so what did you get? So it's like I knew what was going to happen before it happened. Like, really, even yeah. the way it ended. Well, well, that's the only thing that threw me. Well, it's not necessarily that it threw it. Threw, it, it, it did kind of throw me off. I didn't expect anyone to die like that, especially like that. Like, I thought it was just gonna make him tap dance. I didn't think it was gonna kill his ass. Well, what did you get before it happened? Because I mean, it seemed like I nothing just, was nothing was by yeah, the books. Nothing was linear. No, with because this. because I just it's just like I knew that he was gonna do this 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 reverse minstrel show thing. I mean, that was kind of apparent, and I kind of knew that he was gonna get kind of caught up in it. Like it just it just seemed like that's the type of character he was playing, 
It reminded me of, um, and y'all remember, I didn't particularly care for it, but it, it reminded me of uh, the Sorry, Stanfield movie. Sorry, sorry to bother you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh man, this is this is and that's that's what that movie this this movie inspired that movie. I, I immediately caught that. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, but see, y'all, if y'all remember, I thought that was over the top as well <laughs> because he kind of sounded like the power caller. In a sense, the way he was, you know, the way mm-hmm. he was acting, mm-hmm. he had like a Harvard degree or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I and I don't know. It just while while I understand it and I understand why it could be, you know, your top movie. I like I said, I'm still processing it. And yeah, I don't know. It, it just didn't hit me like that. Well, what did y'all think of Damon Wayne's character, main character Pierre, and as far <laughs> as Crow, 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 yeah, and his relationship oh, dynamic with Michael Rappaport's character, his boss. Like I, I thought they killed it. I, I thought, I thought, I thought Michael, Michael Rappaport killed this role because that's him. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was <laughs> gonna say, so. was he acted or did no, he, he felt he right. felt more natural than ever playing? That's yeah. what he was saying. The N word, like Man, crazy. I was he like, said it way it. too. He said it way, yeah. way too easy. I hate Michael Rappaport with a passion. Me too. I can't. But y'all like him? Did y'all like him in this role? Because yeah, but I just don't like him. So whenever he, he was believable him, in the role yeah, for you, completely yeah. believable. Yeah, because man, it, that's, that's why he knocked out the part. Said after that, yeah, I thought yeah. Jada killed it too. Like, like, like it, it's it's a really good performance piece. Um, but I think I'm just still processing the movie as a whole. And and I think, what would you say? I, I think Damon kind of ruined it for me too. I didn't really like him like that. The same way I didn't like Lakeith. Say, really? Is it because way? of the accent? Yeah, man. It, it, it did the same it, shit for me with Lakeith Stanfield and, and that movie. Like, wow. it's the same. It's the same. I, I felt the same That way. was my first time seeing Damon Wayne's like, so like. That was his but first it seemed like he was yeah. acting. But it seemed like he was but acting. But that's the point. Like, <laughs> when he go, when he goes like to cop me, out. No, it's not a cop out. I, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I, no, part, no, no, of, me, no, part cool. of me thinks you didn't get it. Not no. not the movie as a whole. I'm talking about his part. No, no, part no, of me no. thinks you didn't get I, it. And I figured that. I, I mean, yeah, I've watched probably every Damon Wayans movie that, that he's ever released. So mm-hmm. I get it. It's just, but still. But when you say it sounded like he was acting. No, no, no. That is the point. And, he and I was acting. The same way with, with Sorry to Bother You, right? I understand that he was acting. I still, and y'all remember, I said, I st- even though I know that they're acting like that, mm-hmm. I still didn't particularly like it. It's okay to not like it, but yeah, when you yeah. said it bothered me because it sounded like he was acting, that's the part that doesn't really make any sense. And that, and that, that confused me when we did Sorry to Bother. If you go back and listen to that. A lot one, of things confuse me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but it's the same, it's the same logic I had with that one. So I get that he's acting, right? And it's part of the story. I get that. I just particularly don't like it. I think get to where, where I think you were gonna say. When he goes to meet Paul or goes to talk to Paul Mooney, his yes. father, mm-hmm. and and his father says to him, he's like, Where the fuck did you get, get that, that accent? accent? Yeah. I was hoping as him to somehow not have the accent at one point in the film. He did at the end. When he when he gets in that fight oh, with Jada said, give me the, for give me half a, a minute he breaks the accent mm-hmm. when he's like give get the fuck out of my office oh, okay and when he said give me the gun too well yeah yeah, yeah, yeah when he yeah, but yeah, yeah. even before that when he has the the pivotal breakdown of the entire film when he starts smashing all the Piccadilly dolls that are in his office like that's that's why the accent part makes sense until that moment because that's when he's finally like. This is me. Like, I'm trying to separate myself from this racist past, this fucked up picking any shit. And he starts screaming and the accent's not there anymore when he does that. I get it. It's just distracting me. That's that's, that's really I thought it was it beautiful because I, I think what part exactly? Both, actually. I think his accent mm-hmm. and when you um put his accent <laughs> up against Michael Rappaport's accent. Yes. Yes. Think about it, they both were the 
like wearing different types of faces. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Damon was wearing white face right. and Michael Rappaport was wearing black face. <laughs> no, it's I get completely it. reversed. And, and, and that's Rapp- what made it so dope. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like he even said it. And we, we, we have these conversations like, Mm-hmm. I'm more black than you because I have a, a black wife and, and two mixed, mixed daughters. Kids, yeah. Like, yeah, it's very in your face, mm-hmm. but it's also real life as well. Like right. I said, I like I I love his part. I, I it's just I just have little gripes about it. I, I, like I, it's I little. Just, yeah, it's like a big one. I have a hard time with people saying that this movie's over the top. If anybody tells me that they say this movie is over the top, I immediately say you didn't understand the film. Because the whole purpose of the movie is for certain things to be over the top. The whole, the fact that they they were able to even get this made, a, a, a movie right. or a, a, TV <laughs> a TV show, show yeah. about black people in blackface when the whole idea start because Damon Wayans is trying to find a way to make a show that's so fucking racist mm-hmm. that he can just leave. Like they can be like, get the fuck out of here. So let's get into the movie. Right. What you got? <laughs> I was just say, did you, did you, did you feel like this film was Spike Lee criticizing white content creators behind black shows or how black people conform to white corporations? Both. I'm about to say yes. a little bit of both. Oh, easily oh, yeah. both. Easily yeah. both. Which one would you say is lean more to the other side though? I think he, I he, he makes it very clear that, it's it's fucked up the way white content creators will push these ideas of black people acting a certain way yeah. in order for them to enjoy it. And it's also the responsibility of mm. the black folks to stop being cool with these yeah. kind of movies. Well, it can- and I'll highlight one part. Remember when they first showed the actual um, um, the pilot mm-hmm. and everybody had this look of shock and awe in their face mm-hmm. and all the white people were like, what the <laughs> fuck? Mm-hmm. And remember the black person was the first one that started clapping first and the white lady looked mm-hmm. over and, and, to, oh, and she okay. was like, to, oh, to wait for the okay, it's, right. okay. it's okay. So okay, then everybody yeah. else started to clap along. So yeah, it was like, okay, we as a black person going to co-sign this racist ass shit, mm-hmm. which gives them permission yeah, to, to also co-sign. follow suit. And then like yeah. weeks later, you see everybody in the audience in blackface. Yeah. And then that's... Well, that? we're jumping ahead. Okay. Go back to Michael mm-hmm. Rappaport. Mm-hmm. So when we were talking about like Damon Wayne's character, Peerless or Pierre, mm-hmm. talking. I mean, even even the fact that he changed his name from Peerless to Pierre mm-hmm. is is some deep shit. And his last name. And too. his last name yep. to De La Croix. De La Croix. Right. Like, come on, man. Like when he's talking to Michael Rappaport, I feel like there was so much there. Like Michael Rappaport putting on that fucking quote unquote black scent mm-hmm. and saying, I'm more blacker than you. I know niggas better than you, or I know, you know, the idea of niggas better than you. Da 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 da. So when he walks away and says, okay, this white man is explaining blackness to me. Mm. So he, and the whole the whole idea of why that conversation even started was because Damon Wayans wanted to show him that there was nuance with blackness. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm showing you this TV show where it's happy black people. And he's like, oh, it's too much like the Cosby's. We're not, we're not, we're not fucking with that because that's not quote unquote black enough mm-hmm. because the white execs idea of what's black is, is not the only black that we have. And I, I did like how they went into uh, Pierre's background as far as the shows that he tried to bring to the network. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like, and and it felt like he was just he was just fed up and he had to go the complete opposite route to get something on the air. To- no, he th- he, I don't think he thought that they would be down with the show. 
He didn't. He was yeah. making the show to get fired. Yeah. Yes. But then when 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 Michael Rappaport was like, yeah, this is brilliant. But I think Love he it. knew that they were going to like it because it was so no. great. You didn't no. think he knew that? He, no. he, tell, he tells Jada it. that, yeah. like, no, it's, it's I'm making part of the plan. Yeah, yeah that was all, no, yeah. good. That's, yeah. Whole, that's the whole part of the plan was yeah. he was going to make this show that was so racist that they're going to be like, nah. I, but I thought he was relying on the audience to be the ones that get it off the air, not the network. Oh, that's, that's what, what I mean. That, yeah, that's what I mean. I, it, was supposed, I he, it was supposed to stop, stop with Michael Rappaport. Which it did. Mm, I, think I don't know. Too. I think he's on the side. Because like, cause remember, he's too. like, because he knew how to sell it to Michael Rappaport. Right. Mm-hmm. He just, he just was because Jada was like, the audience is going to go crazy. Like, yeah, right. I'm expecting that. And then they'll mm-hmm. fire me afterward. Right. And they kind of played thinking. with it. They kind of played with it like just with you thought they may not fuck with it and then it like you said it's shit I don't know because I remember the the meeting when he introduced the idea and Sleep and Eat and and mm-hmm. Mantan like it seemed like they and maybe it was Jada maybe I'm remembering Jada okay. they were like damn like he really is gonna go through no. with this mm-hmm. Jada was mad and and Peerless kept pushing it yeah that's what Jada he was mad about saying, the push. Right, yeah let's do this yeah. and Jada and was like this. hell to the no right. hell yeah. she to the no she's like oh hell yeah. she's like you know how many letters we're gonna get <laughs> right like, yeah. right. cause yeah. she was like I-, I know it's gonna be crazy but yeah. not this crazy because yeah. she was like I hope you know what you're doing right but yeah. that was in the well anyway no that was in yeah. the room where he was talking mm-hmm. with Tommy Davidson and Savion Glover when he got up and danced who did y'all think about fucking Michael Schmurter or Bobby Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask y'all about that too I was like this movie was just it reminds me of like CB4 like how it was dealt, like foreshadowing a lot of stuff that a was gonna happen a lot of stuff was in hip hop with yeah. this movie Hell I wanna go back yeah. to what you were saying about the Cosby show this was coming off the heels of uh, Menace Society Boys in Hood mm-hmm. all those gangster movies that um, that black Shop people Central, love from, yeah. yeah from us at that time and um, and like, like you said it, it, it kinda gets into the idea of what white people think that black people wanna see exactly yep and Spike Lee was kind of saying, like, in 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 a way, that this is turning into a minstrel show because mm-hmm. he knows that white people are flocking to these movies mm-hmm. to see black bodies get get murdered. Yep, and yeah. that's a problem. I, I find it interesting that in the beginning too, like Damon Wayne's character Pierre, he referred to television as the idiot box. He even had that on in his living room. Mm-hmm. But he works for a network television company that creates content. Right. Like, what does that say about? Let me think about the consumer aspect that these executives think you guys are idiots and you will eat up anything that they put out. But he remember, he was also trying at first to change the perception of people mm-hmm. on the idiot box. Like he was trying to create a black show about black people that didn't follow black stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So he was technically trying to change what the idiot box was showing people, mm-hmm. but he just didn't get to do get that. To it, yeah. Got caught up. Do you think his plan was? Did you think his plan was justified or was more unnecessary? Like you think he just probably should have just left the network and went to go do his own? I was thing? trying to think. Yeah, I was trying to process that that point you just made. Uh, like, what w- was there a better way to do it? Like, than what the route he was trying to take? It's like it's like. Wait, what were you? What, what were you really trying to accomplish? Were you trying to like uh, play reverse psychology? Like, obviously, he was trying to play reverse psychology, right? So it's like. What I just felt like it could have been a well, well it, obviously that it, the movie wouldn't have been what it was, right? If he didn't do it this way, but I was thinking like when I was watching it, like okay, why is he taking this route? Because there were so many landmines that he would have to dodge for it to yeah. be exactly how he wanted yeah. to be. Because because other because either he wanted to be sophisticated or he just wanted to get fired. 
If you want to get fired, then yeah, it makes sense for how the movie went. I didn't guess that he wanted to get fired though. He said it to Jada. Jada did he say that? Yeah, yeah he did. Okay. But yeah. after, after I think after it took off, yeah, he was like, he loved Fuck the, it. All yeah. right, well, this is working. Nah, so yeah, like he was oblivious. It. Like yeah. when she gave him the doll and shit, he was oblivious to what she was trying to say. I don't think he was oblivious, and I think that that's Where? the uh uh-uh. uh. Was that a message? I think that yeah. was the whole message yeah. at the end. Like I said, when he flipped out, mm-hmm. I think that the majority of the movie is is peerless. Trying to deny his blackness, so you thought he was just trying to deny. It. He I think he was trying like, to just ignore all of see, it. See, I took it as like he, he just was clueless. Nah. Like, like I'm like, bro, you don't see what she's trying to tell you. I don't think he's because she because she looked at him like. But this was after the the the, the, the success of the the yes. series. Though. Yeah, because it was so like at that cause, point because basically it's like you're you're more concerned with the money. You don't even you're not even paying attention to the to the. To the image is putting out, you're just concerned with the money that's going into the bank. No, well, she, but he knew. <laughs> Did he? he? Knew, yeah, he because knew. I thought that was like she. If if she is being like on the nose with it, she's saying this is you. Think about yeah. it. How would he be oblivious when that was his plan from the jump? Why That's what I'm saying. I don't think he wasn't then. oblivious because so, he was already in it making money. So he was just like fuck it. Mm-hmm. So, but, but my thing is like, why why didn't he like go off on her? If if he like, oh, what the fuck are you trying to call me or whatever? Like, why didn't he do that in that moment? Why would he go off on her? Because it's like, oh, what you trying to call me a coon? Oh, but what? he knew that. That's what I'm saying. So like, the whole idea was mm-hmm. black people knowing. That they're doing some coonery minstrel mm-hmm. show type shit, but, but at some even, point they just but, give in because it's making them money. But they know it. Well, I don't think he knew it at that time because I remember later on in the film when he's talking to his mom, she was very critical of the show and he didn't even want to hear that from her. But not because he didn't know; right. it's because he didn't want to hear it. Remember he the, knew it already. Remember the dream sequence that he and I think that was a dream sequence. Remember when he, we we first saw that he was actually relishing in the success of the film. And he, he got this reward. He got the white guy mixed up with somebody else or his movies yeah. mixed up with somebody oh, else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he starts so, dancing. Yeah, he starts dancing. Mm-hmm. I think that was him like, yo, like this is a success. Right. I'm being recognized as this great yeah. creative person. Fuck it. But I'm still I'm for dancing ride. for these white people. Yep. He hmm. knew it. He was never like, oh, I don't know what you're trying to tell me. No. Nah. And, and he 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 became Michael Rappaport. Exactly. At the end. If you remember, obviously his off office was littered with <laughs> yes. what she called yep. black collectibles. Yeah. Right. And if you look at Michael Rappaport's office, it was littered with black. his version Mike of black. Mike Tyson on yeah. the wall. Yeah. I mean, it may it, it all of it makes sense. The the recruitment process with the homeless guys, T- Tommy Davidson mm-hmm. and Savion Glover mm-hmm. character. I they thought, did a, they did yeah, they did a great job mm-hmm. in this. Yeah, the the fact that these were poor blacks and Damon Wayans character kind of like preyed on them in the beginning. Why do you? But I was wondering, why do you think he did? Did he? He didn't really fully explain the whole show to them, right? He gave them bits and pieces of it, right? Yeah, they didn't care because that's what happens with poor black people. Yep. They can do they anything get, to get advantage on. Of. Yeah. They just want to get on. Yeah. Like so much of this movie is so like linear when it comes to like how like young rappers get taken. Just in entertainment of. in general. And not it, even not even entertainment, just, sure, yeah. but like when you specifically look at rap and the way you have these people dancing and shucking and jiving mm-hmm. for white people, especially execs, mm-hmm. it all is totally linear. And and it is true to life because they did have a moment where they actually cared. They actually had a moment where they were like, uh, like, hey, wait, okay, so what is this we doing again? Like, I ain't know it was this. Because like, well, Tommy Davidson more, did. Yeah, like, he was yeah, the he one said, you're, like, like, you're yeah. to give us a little bit more money. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they got bought out. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that's true to life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And go, kind of going to what Mike's point is about uh, uh, Damon Wayne is about like, it's the same thing with him. Like, mm-hmm. even though he knows, 
he's still, still getting he's still the, doing it because he's making it. money because so, yeah, he didn't mention that he was like i got a mortgage to pay and all that stuff yeah. too because man tanger he just wanted to he just wanted to dance mm-hmm. um and get off the street he was like man it's whatever he said i don't care yeah tommy davidson was the first one that was just like man what the fuck like, but he was saying that from the beginning too right that's what yeah. i'm saying he was the first one that was just like nah man this shit ain't cool but then 10 seconds later he was like yeah just give me a little more money yeah and i'll do it and then they were asking for everything except personal hygiene you know, it was like, oh, yeah, I want these shoes and I want this sweater and all this other stuff. And, you know, Damon was like, yeah, and some deodorant and a toothbrush. And it was like, you're so caught up in all of these other things that you're missing the bare essentials of what you need on a day to day basis. Because that's how black folks are when they get signed on. They yep. don't think about the mm-hmm. They think, oh, I'm getting an advance. Cool. This is gonna be fun. I'm gonna go buy a car. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go buy some hot jewelry. Mm-hmm. Not thinking down the line, you got to pay all that shit back. Yep. yep. Everything that Spike Lee put in this movie was like a direct line to something else that people just didn't pay attention to. And I feel like when you say people don't pay attention to it, that's where I I slightly disagree. I feel like that's where people feel like it's over the top. Like the commercials, it's like. No commercial was hilarious. They were, but like it was just like at first it was like okay, they're gonna keep going. We get it. We get it. And, that, yeah, and but the commercials all. were just like a little bit of comic relief. That wasn't yeah, anything. Yeah. That reminded me of that episode of Atlanta. Remember when yeah, uh, yeah, Paperboy was getting yes, interviewed on that it show? Me of that too. Yeah, it reminded me of that, and it reminded, it reminded me of uh, what is it? Pootie Tang did something like that. I, I believe they did something like that. In yeah, the with movie. the fried chicken with Billy D. Yeah, yeah, that type of stuff always kind of just like okay, y'all. I don't need that much. That's that's cool. I think people probably think it's over the top because it's black people in blackface, and I think that they just didn't oh, put two yeah, and two together no, and make four. No, that was that's brilliant. what I really think that is going was on. Brilliant. That was, that was, this is probably his prop his most creative film. I, I didn't Easily. even. I didn't. Yeah. If I didn't know it was Spike Lee, I wouldn't have known it was Spike Lee. Yeah. This is his most yeah. creative yeah. and experimental yeah. film. That he yeah. Because yeah, he he didn't even do the. Uh, that camera angle that he's known for. He in did. This, he, he did. did yeah, which yeah. camera angle? The one with the, in the corner or the floating thing? The, the floating thing. He did it at the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah. With, with, Damon with Damon Wayans. With Damon, yeah, okay. yeah, when he was in his, right. his house. His yeah, apartment. if it wasn't for that and, and me not just straight up knowing it was, I was like, oh, man, this... I, I wouldn't have known that this was a Spike Lee film. Yeah, because it wasn't even like Spike Lee quality because like... Yeah. It wasn't. Because they didn't have enough money. Yeah. So they filmed it on like... Uh, tape cameras. That's why it reminded me of like that way. Yeah, the that's real world from like yeah. back in the day MTV. Yeah. And when I first watched it, when it first came out, I just assumed that was just a creative choice. But no, they didn't have any money. There was no budget. He, he for this never movie. got no money for his movies because <laughs> nobody wants to fund them. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason is because black folks don't go see his movies. Yeah. That kind of threw me off at first as well. Um, I, was, I was trying to think about the date that this came out. I was like, why does it look so low budget? Because um, <laughs> it was. But, but, they, but the, the funny thing is that it has some scenes that wasn't actually that low budget. It seemed like he got some money late, like later on and was able to do a couple scenes that wasn't. Or actually. he picked and picked where he wanted to use I think he did. Yeah, yeah. Because. And, and it seemed like he didn't use it. It seemed like he put more budget behind the Mistral show itself. Mm-hmm. Like when they were on stage, yeah. that quality was a lot better than when they were outside tap dancing and right. stuff like that. Office and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, you, you could tell the more, more, most of the budget went went into like the uh, Mistral show scenes. Was Jada Pinkett's character supposed to be the role of morality or more about black women uh, in corporate America? Both, both, it, everything you're saying, I think it's going to end up being. Yeah, I, I figured that. <laughs> that but I was just saying morality because it was. I felt like she started off as like the Jiminy Cricket to Damon Wayans, like, <laughs> like yeah, she was the good, she was the one that was like, hold on, all right, bro, you're going too far. All right, bro, you may want to do it I this way. Her role in this. Yeah, and then even and then he would even try to switch it on her, like your hands is as bloody as mine mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think she even had to recognize that. And even when she was talking to uh, Mantan. 
like he came at her when he found out about their relationship mm-hmm. too. It was just like, damn, I can't do like I'm I worked hard for this, mm-hmm. you know. And I I felt like her character was just it, I think she was more interesting to me mm-hmm. than Damon because I know what he was about from the beginning, but to see her change, I like characters who change throughout the film. He changed. No, he did too, but I, it was it was an obvious change like Rye was saying. Like with Jada Pink, I thought she was going to stop way before she yeah, did. Yeah, I thought she had a better performance than Damon how, for me how, personally. How, but but that I'm could be that, but that could right that now. could be but that could be the, that, the like I said the the voice shit clouded my my judgment. But how is know. his how is his change more obvious? Because oh, he was about, oh that well because to me he was leading this and it it for me watching movies is like oh right, yeah you are gonna go through this nope like the road to hell was paved with good deeds like you're gonna go through this nobly but then you are gonna end up chucking and jiving and being what you didn't want to be. Yeah, like I, think, I can see that from the beginning. Yeah, I think. But I think then you saw right. that at some point he was gonna turn to the other side and realize he fucked up. Well, yeah, because there That's has to be a message at that in the movie. Yeah. Y'all whack. <laughs> but I'm just saying with Jada. Are y'all, are y'all holding that, that to, to like as a detriment to the film? No, 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 no. No, I'm, not. I'm saying okay. like as far as like the character that stood out to me the most is Jada. That's, That's why the Jada reason stood why. Out to because you she more. was more unpredictable, a little bit more unpredictable than him. Mm, I don't know. Jada was obvious yeah. as fuck the whole movie. Yeah. We What'd knew because she because she never wanted to do it. So we knew she was gonna walk away. Well, like she, she always said that she was like, I'm with Pierre. Like that his 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 conscience is also the whole time like he confided in her a lot but he but she kept saying throughout the movie this is fucked up i don't want to do this but he this knew that it was up. well too you you mentioned that he knew that from the but game. he was ignoring it she was not she, he knew it was fucked up but he was like fuck it i'm good i'm just going to roll with it she kept saying, I don't want to do this. This is wrong. This is wrong. But I think they had an opportunity to, to, to go either route with either one of those people, though. I don't. I don't. It wouldn't have made any sense for Jada Pinkett's character to go all in. It, it would have for me because, like, she was all out. She wasn't all out. She was. She really? just she, she believed in him. So she wasn't all out. Yeah, because she went along with it. Okay, right. Maybe we're saying something. If different. she was all out, then she wouldn't have had anything at all to do with it. Yeah. But oh, she oh, was oh. like, I trust you. Oh, oh yeah. So she, I'm going to roll with it, even though she knew it was fucked up. But I, but I feel like they could have directed that. Like, I'm not saying that they should have. I'm just saying that I think there, there was an opportunity to where you could have flipped it and did the same thing with her. But it wouldn't have been as impactful at all. Because she lost all, the most. And she lost yeah, everybody. She lost everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. She lost her her brother. She lost Savion. Like her her story and was her boss. probably even her integrity at that too. Yeah. yeah, because she realized at the end of the day this was partly her fault. What did you think about Most Def and his character? Like I, I I'm still I kind of get what his character represented in that crew, but at the same time, it I I, I still don't know what the purpose was exactly. I think what was um, interesting about him is that he also changed his name. You know, um, yeah, as as well. Like, and he was, you know, oh, he's not gonna go with the government name. But we look at Peerless, you know, who changed his name to be more white, mm-hmm. and Julian changed his name to be more black, mm-hmm. and they were kind of like really the polar opposites right. of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so I thought that was dope. I never really thought about that. The that first was the whole purpose it. of his character. It was to be the the opposite mirror image of, of course, yeah, mm-hmm. and the, uh, the connection to Jada as well. Be that close as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think about the writer's room conversation? Oh, well, there was no black writers? Yeah. yeah. But but was, with the Afro but, Jew. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. another mm-hmm. stereotype as well. Like, yep. that's going to be the closest thing you're going to yep. get to. So we got quote, Drake. Quote, that's black. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I thought that was, I mean, again, very true to life mm-hmm. because that happens a lot. And he even, you know, said that it was like, man, if if I had my way, it would at least be one black person in here. Right. But then, you know, uh, you had the white guy talking about um, basically saying a lot of the excuses that we hear today. Like, well, we don't know why no black person is here, but we work hard and, you know, maybe they weren't good enough. That was and, a white woman that was Yeah, that was a white woman. Yeah. The, black, the black, the white guy, I wrote it down. Let me see if I wrote it down. But the white woman was giving like a laundry list. Yeah. Of, and then and the Damon Wayne says, oh, well, maybe they couldn't put their crack pipe down long enough for them mm-hmm. to come in here. Yeah. And they didn't realize that it was a joke. They were like, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked how each one of the writers went through like their favorite black character from a old school show. And why it was that favorite black character, mostly because of the sayings. That when, when the one is like, if it was a white guy, he would have. I was like, what? Wait, what? It was a part where uh, where the guy was a ah oh, man. He was explaining something. He's like, but see, if he was white, he would have got um, time or something. Oh, he's, a, he's, oh, he's the, the OJ. OJ yeah, the OJ trial. He's like, oh. see, yeah, if he was white, he wouldn't. He he would. Uh, what do you say? They didn't he, even let he him would have locked them up. Yeah, he would. But yeah. you could hear it. It, mm-hmm. it was fate. This movie was brilliant. Man. But they had this a very was, physical. They had a yeah. physical and an emotional reaction yeah. to that. No, they did. Which was which I thought for them to kind of show that as well, which was mm-hmm. which, which was dope because it showed how white people are triggered by certain mm-hmm. black events that yes. don't go in their favor. But what I also thought was more interesting was the um, when Damon was even explaining the show to them and how and the concept. Even the white people in the room realized they were like they. One of the ladies asked, "Like, well, isn't this going to offend people?" Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting because we white people usually use the excuse that, "Oh, I didn't know. I I don't know mm-hmm. about these things." Mm-hmm. But in a white room with just only two black creators, and the fact that a white person white person it. acknowledges that that means that people know more than what they say. Do you and remember it, what? Go ahead. Mm-mm, you first. Do you remember what Michael Rappaport's response was when they said that this was going to be a major issue with the black community? Uh, wasn't that he was like we'll just give the NAACP piece, NAACP yeah. money, which cool is what happens yeah. every single time there mm-hmm. is a black traumatic event when it comes from like a white corporation. Still I'll even take it further than that. Still relevant today, and I'll take it further than that. He's like, man, just bring him in. I have a civilized conversation yeah. with him, and that and that's that happens a lot mm-hmm. in, in yeah. these rooms. Like they'll they, something that happened, they'll get riled up, and mm-hmm. then they'll have a you know what I talk a quiet, to him. A back, mm-hmm. behind Kinda, the scenes, could, Donald honestly, Trump, Steve Harvey type shit. You. No, yeah. no, I would even yeah. go as far as with, with Jay-Z and NFL. Like, you mm, kind of say that about that. One. It's mm. like, you know, he had he was so against it. Yeah. But then, you know, they hmm. called him in to talk about it, have a civilized conversation, yeah. sit yeah. down. Yeah. Gave him some money. Yeah. Same shit. Yeah. Yeah. This ain't this dead shit, in sports. Man, this shit, this, this shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of ahead of its time. I mean, time. and that's why Mike like, totally I, is. Yeah, this shit. Jay Delacroix. Man, this shit is. fucked up. They touched on some shit. I was like, wait. I was like, what year was this? Man, I'm yeah. telling you, 2000. I was, I was yeah. like, wow, man, this, and that and shit is crazy. The early think, 2000s I, is slept yeah. on, I think, was with certain films. Man. And I think that's why when you when you was mentioning about do the right thing in this, because both of those mm-hmm. movies still think, yeah. still relevant. Like certain issues about do the right thing is still relevant yeah. today, and issues that was in this movie is still relevant today. I, I, I just think, feel like this is more so. Yeah. I just yeah. feel like there's so? so yeah, there's yeah. just so, so many, many layers. There's so many layers when it yeah. comes to like. Like racial dynamics and how that whole mm-hmm. thing works with white people being in a certain level of power and how black people have to operate within those spaces, especially mm-hmm. in entertainment. Well, like, I, was, I, yeah. I feel like yeah. I feel like do the right thing was a little deeper because of the the Latino community, the Italian community. Because you had more community. different, you had you had different, different levels. And they're you both. Had, you had I think the pol- you still have the right. uh, police situations. Right. Yeah, but do the right see, thing was more on the nose. I feel like this right, one right, right, was absolutely. one that you had to really. 
think about. And I think, again, I think mm-hmm. that's the reason that these people are just like, oh, it's over mm-hmm. the top and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really wanted. To, I think they're used to Spike Lee films just kind of being like, boop, there's the message. Yeah. Boop, there's the message. Yeah. And this one wasn't like that. No, yeah, this 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 is for me his most creative film. Yeah. And, and Do the Right Thing is still my favorite film. Yeah. yeah. Do y'all think that uh, black actors are still like going back to the recruitment process of Tommy Davidson and uh, Savion Glover that desperate for acting roles even now to the end today? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why I said this shit is ahead of its time, man. It's either ahead of its time or what well, well, still it still is a testament to it's ahead of its time that that Spike Lee has always been like and I hate to use this word super woke. I mean, it just it just it just for, for me, it further clarifies because it wasn't so on the nose like mm-hmm. most of his movies. I was like, damn, this dude really fucking know his shit. He's really in tune. Like, he's really, really in tune, man, mm-hmm. to, to he create. He saw where things were going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really I was did. like, damn, like, this is crazy. I, I really was wondering, and I, I didn't want to look it up. I was going to wait till we got here to see what year this came out because I just wanted to kind of get everybody's reaction. I'm like, dog, like, yo, this 2000? 20 years Bro, ago. Bro, <laughs> that's crazy. I was like, man, this is, this is. This but is it makes sense because it's the new millennium, right? And this is, again, like we uh, uh, I mentioned in the previous conversation, we had 80s and 90s black, and we're going in a whole different millennium with content and mm-hmm. this is after all those great black shows and now we're we're seeing the shift in culture mm-hmm. with but a I little think, improvement exactly but i think spike lee saw mm-hmm. that the ownership of the culture was going yes. towards white people yep. yes. like i think one of the most brilliant parts of the entire film is towards the end when they have the live studio audience and all of them are in blackface <laughs> and he's like who's a nigger and the all the white people were like, I'm a nigger. And he goes, she goes over to the to the old white lady. Are you a nigger? She's like, you're darn tootin', I'm a nigger. And he, she, he goes over to the Sicilian guy. Yeah. And what does he say? He's like, I'm more of a nigger than all of you. Mm-hmm. All, all of that says, like, these white people think that when you consume black art for any certain period of time, that that makes you as important or even more important than the people that are actually making it. Mm-hmm. And I think when you look at how things have moved since Spike Lee made that film, it went in exactly that direction. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that cr- exact I, direction. I cringe at that part every time. But there, I think one was uh, Japanese, right? And I think the, there was an also a Puerto Rican in there too. Yeah, there was, there was, yeah, there was I don't a lot of the Japanese. One, yeah, there was, was an Asian lady. I remember her. Yeah, I think he went. I think he went white. I think he went with with. Different uh, ethnicity. There was a lady that said she was like Puerto Rican or something. Yeah, there was a Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. There was a Sicilian. I think there was a. There was a, a black Asian woman too, dude. right? Well, yeah. And then what did she do? Remember, sing. she yeah. started singing them like 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 a soul in, singer in yep. church. Yep. Right. So it's like the, that shit hit so many fucking notes. Mm-hmm. But I think people get stuck on the whole acting thing. I don't think he was just speaking for actors. I think he was speaking for black art. Period. Mm-hmm. He saw where this shit was heading, yeah, just, mm-hmm. and. I think more than actors, it really hits on musicians. No, nah, yeah, the whole table scene, man. Like, right. I was just like, God. Tap dancing on the table, table for white yeah. And I was like, is. and he was just like. <laughs> and I said that when that video came out. I was like, this dude is man-tan right yeah. now. But of course, nobody got the reference. But I was just like, man, this is yeah, crazy. Well, when you, I hadn't seen it. Going back to what you were saying as far as like b- black shows being in white hands, this made me realize like, did it make you question now, like what shows are black shows that are really that have like black people controlling it from the behind the scenes thoroughly? I've been questioning that for twenty five years. Because that, that scene with the PR marketer girl, she was like, "We need to have more black people behind the camera doing this," and and I'm like. 
damn, well, then how can you tell which one is like, you know, which Did one you is real? Positions though. Yeah. She said gaffer. Yep. She said grip. Mm-hmm. All of these are. Oh, she said PA. All of these are very low positions mm-hmm. in, on a, on a crew. Mm-hmm. She did not say writer, director, producer. Director, producer. Right. She did not say any of those. All those are power positions. Yeah. It was all just like very low, low. Uh, like anybody can walk off the street and get those jobs. And I had to write down like the the things that she said to kind of get them out of whatever situation they have. Like mm-hmm. she had a list. She was like, of course, hire black people. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, if they don't like it, they can't take a joke. Mm-hmm. What is black culture in, anyway? Uh, she said, I have a PhD in African-American culture. You know, it's, uh, it was just like and she, said, the, she said at the end of the day, you the face of it anyway. Right. It's, it, by a non-threatening black person. Like these are the I'm things that you, people are today. still saying today. Like <laughs> it's crazy. All of these excuses, which is, which sometimes when certain things pop off, like having this film like in my head. Yeah. And I hear some of these same type of defenses like uh, thrown out there. It's like this is bamboozle. Mm-hmm. You're trying to hide behind art. To be racist, mm-hmm. damn. <laughs> yeah, and and then like, film is like one of the most racist uh, uh, entertainment places that there are. Like, like we're 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 like shut out altogether, and, I, and I'm sure Spike Lee's experienced all of oh, that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. yeah, I'm sure that had a lot to do mm-hmm. like with how he saw the future. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because yeah, still to this day, man, they just do not. Let us in. They only let us in so far. That's why the whole Tyler Perry shit is so big. But like, um, so but yeah, Tyler Perry though. Yeah, yeah. Which is, um, well, I thought they did. Him? They make up. He can't Some, well, somewhat. But yeah, he don't like Tyler Perry because yeah. I think he sees I, I think, Tyler. I, I think he sees he sees bamboozled with yep. Tyler Perry. Yeah, and he he has said that he, he plenty, plenty of times. Out, plenty of times. Yeah. yeah, that he does not. But like he wasn't the, the only one either. Shit. That. But that's. But part of part of the reason why I don't like. Tyler Perry is because I saw Bamboozled. Yep. But, but all the Tyler Perry stuff isn't Bamboozled, though. But, but he started out that way. The, what, it what, his, his moneymaker is Bamboozled. Yes. I, I'll give you that. But he, but he changed that narrative, though. He tells more like After he made stories. like millions of dollars. After he was De La Croix. Right. <laughs> exactly. He just didn't get killed. Right. <laughs> he was De La Croix if De La Croix lived. And, right. and that reminds me of a... Uh, <laughs> but what did y'all think about the the quote from... Um, I think it was right after uh, Pierre got like a lot of success. He was talking to Jada and he was like, a small victory isn't that small when you're used to losing. Mm-hmm. And it made me mm. think like, damn. he this It's a, literally a minstrel show, but it's the biggest show on network. And he's making a lot of money. It saved the network. And it's about, and it has, and it's employing a lot of black characters, the black artists. And it's like, technically it's a victory, but it's very more detrimental than, you know. Yeah. It's like, who's a, who's it, who is it a victory for? Yeah. Savion's life is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Sleeping Eats sleep kind of was. Yeah. It you know. was a little bit, but he struggled since day one. You know, and eventually he just broke down. And then, and then it also showed like if if you ever you could be the star of the fucking show, but if you ever feel like you know, what I'm saying you want to all of a sudden just have some type of righteousness, we'll just fill it and put another nigga in your place. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. I was like, God damn! And he said man. this in front of Pierre. Yeah, like I'm like, bro. And like, he's like, yo, good, yo. He's like, yo, go ahead. And I thought Pierre would say, nigga is a wonderful thing. <laughs> yep. And I and I thought that Pierre was a little bit different because remember in the beginning when he was like when he was saying the n word. Uh, Pierre was like Don't say that around my presence And he was mm-hmm. like Yeah whatever nigga And then like They showed that scene Where he's slapping him around I'm like okay He he has a line He did He did Until that money got involved <laughs> yeah. Yep Until that So you think it was solely money or, money or was it just more Of success and recognition Because he's a He's always been someone You could tell by how bougie he is He wants to be recognized For his work 
It was success and recognition. I'll give you that. Because yeah. it seemed like he, he already had money. Like you said, he was an executive. The only so, person that was yeah. telling him he yeah. was the most creative person there was, was uh, Michael Rappaport. Mm-hmm. That was only after the show. That's only uh, after, and he that's made what the he show. told. I his thought mom he said it in too. the beginning. Did he? He said it in the car, right when he was like, "The pilot got picked yeah. up." Thirteen episode, you're brilliant. Yeah. I should believe into you. Right? Yeah, that's the only. He time. He might have said it in the beginning. I don't remember. Yeah, I haven't watched it. No nah, he was. Yeah. yeah, I think the beginning he was like, "Wait," because he did up. chastise him for coming in late. Yeah, like, you know mm-hmm. what CPT time yeah. is yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. And he and sure he in did. Turn yeah. jumped on his little lamb. Yeah, you know, for not having the schedule up to date. Yeah, you know another part. I I love the the Paul Mooney part where he's like, you know, everybody want to be a nigga, but they don't really. Or he says everybody. Want to be black, but they don't really want to be black. black. <laughs> but then when you fast forward to the end, if you remember when all those um Mau Mau's were killed, of course, the only one the only one that doesn't get killed is the white guy. Mm-hmm. And he begs and for it too. He's like, I'm black. I'm black. Mm-hmm. Why didn't y'all kill me? I'm black. I should have died too. But when you think about how certain white folks act when they're around a lot of black folks, it's like they have this this crazy desire mm-hmm. to be a part of this community to the point where they almost forget that they have that privilege. Yep. Mm-hmm. And again, the conversation of white privilege was not prevalent in, in, 2000. in 2000. Hell no. At all. But when you think about that shit now, like that is the main topic of conversation. We talk about race relations. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy that Spike Lee was doing this shit 20 years mm-hmm. ago. And, and the fact that they were able to shoot and kill Every single body. They, their aim was perfect. Oh yeah, great aim. They shot yep. right around the, the white guy. They sure yep. did. And he still, he still lived. And and you know he was wearing blackface, but to the cops, he was still a white guy. And you know, um, that's how it be. It's one of yeah. the things that's that said. You know, all the time is that at the end of the day, you can still go back to being white. Exactly. Yep. And you know, even when you don't want two thousand. You know what's right. You know what's even more right. crazy? Uh, obviously, the the twentieth anniversary will be October sixth mm-hmm. of this year. But remember when uh, Pierre was at the radio station? You know who I thought of when he was talking? Oh, oh, that yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He reminded me of Kanye because he was saying, "Oh wow!" The, uh, he was like, "It's been four hundred years or something." Yeah, like he was like, "That's crazy." I was like, "This is Damn, Kanye." I didn't get yeah, that. I was like, I "Man, this either. is Kanye." That's crazy. Damn, I, was, I didn't get that. Yeah, I was, I was like, "Bro, this." And he had to correct him. He was like, yeah. "Doesn't matter." Three hundred, two hundred. Exactly. Yeah. The radio wow. guy was correcting him like Van wow. Lathan did. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't. I didn't catch Damn. that. Damn, this shit is ahead of the time, man. Like, like, man, way ahead of you. Okay, I was. I'm gonna give y'all one more. Oh shit. So, um, the webcast, the the broadcasting of Black Death mm. in 2000, mm-hmm. the networks getting a license to broadcast it. Yeah. On television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was weird. And the fact that they don't even need one now. They just because do people it. voluntarily upload it, number one. Yep. And it's still something That's, that the news man, use God, and now social right, media. Right, yeah. You know what else is crazy? <laughs> this was before ISIS. So yes, it was. I heard yeah. uh, or I read something where they were talking about this. Like this was prior to ISIS, like broadcasting people getting, getting executed. Hit, executed and stuff, heads chopped off and, and stuff. And Spike yeah. Lee was doing this shit even before. The, he was like predicting all of these yeah, things that would come in the past and you know what man another thing is going back to when the homeless people remember the homeless people were getting raided out of that abandoned warehouse Mm -hmm. yeah and it was the rudy giuliani with uh that was his he was the mayor of new york between 94 and 2001 Mm -hmm. and the the film came out in 2000 and after his term it was his last term Mm -hmm. michael uh bloomberg became Mm -hmm. that was what happened and it's crazy because like (laughs) giuliani's credited for cleaning up new york city yeah, because he ran homeless people out. Exactly. Yeah. And it was just like, 
I'm telling you, man, this stuff just ties. I'm like, bro, mm. Bloomberg is literally running for president right now, and yeah. this Bloomberg movie did the stop and frisk shit. Exactly, like, yeah. it goes with that. So yeah, I was. But just it like, all gets forgotten because all it takes is him throwing out a couple of nice lines about black people, and all of a sudden we're like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. he's great. Yeah. All of this shit goes in line with the kind of shit that he's talking about in this movie. It's like you you put yourself around or in black spaces. You come, you consume black art to the point where you pretend that you're actually a part of it more than more than black people. And then at some point, we just start to fall for it. Yeah. And don't forget the Mau Mau's actually auditioned. They, they did. Sure did. Mm-hmm. They didn't get a part. And then they ended up actually killing the guy. Now, imagine what would happen if, if they actually were part of it. If they got the role instead of the roots. But see, I don't think they were... I don't think they were ever actually trying to get the part. Mm, what do you okay? Because remember at the beginning of the movie, remember he was he was uh, most deaf was talking to Jada about trying to find a way to get up in there, and she was just like, "I'm not bringing y'all in. Y'all are y'all are ignorant and embarrassing. There's no way, right? If you look at the contrast between everybody and them, like everybody else was like playing the what do you call that thing? That stick? Yeah, yeah that, that, that stupid yeah. stick yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that white people in the park be playing? Yeah. And then you had the guy that was doing like the interpretive dance and shit. Mm-hmm. Then you have the rowdy black power black group. Mm-hmm. I don't think they, I think they knew that they weren't going to get the part. Damn, wow. Am I wrong know. there? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I trying think, to think. I think they of, thought it was going to, I think they was. Why would they, but why would they want the part? But why would Big Black, what is his name? Big Black African? Or what it was? You're thinking of the other movie. You're thinking of, um, <laughs> what did he say his name was? His, his name black, was, his name was Most Black. <laughs> You talking about most deaf scouts? No, yeah. uh, you know, it was Big Black Africa. Big, was it? Yeah. yeah. It was Big Black Africa. So I thought I thought they called him. Didn't they did they call him Most Black? Or did I just make Mo, that shit Mo up? Mo Black, it was uh, Oh, there was a Mo Black. Yeah, that was cannabis. Oh, my bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to cannabis. Um, why did he want to get a job with Jada then? Because I but that was before the minstrel show part. Yeah, he just wanted a job. He just wanted a job, period. Okay, okay. And okay. and he just he just wanted his rap group to have some kind of show. Yeah. Got or whatever. It, got it. But I think when they were auditioning. And again, I'm going by memory because I haven't watched this in a minute. I thought that when they went for the interview or the audition, that they knew that that's what the show was going to be. No, I don't think they. No, the show was still early in the stages. Yeah, I don't think they knew. So I'm I'm wrong about that part. Okay. So well, okay. So then that kind of. So then you're probably right. No, that that goes to what you were saying. It kills what I was saying. But if they didn't know what the show was, then then they were they were actually trying to get on. They were just trying. I was saying that they weren't really trying. They were just trying to sneak in. So you're right. Yeah. yeah, but I thought they were just trying to get on. I thought they by them auditioning, they already knew that it was gonna be a minstrel show. I did too, but but if they didn't know, then no. we'll be back after this quick break. You mentioned the Roots as far as mm-hmm. I loved how their name was the Alabama Porch, Porch Monkeys. Monkeys. <laughs> 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 you see Questlove just rocking out. I was like, man, he just. I was like, these motherfuckers is good, and I was like, oh shit, that's the Roots. I figured like <laughs> Spike Lee gonna put all the black people in, like yeah, wh- whatever you do great and you black, he gonna have you yeah. in the film. Um, but yeah, what? Oh, go ahead. I wanted to go back to the uh, was it the boardroom? It was a him between him and Michael Rappaport when he took a shot at uh, Quentin Tarantino when he says "nigga, did y'all y'all?" Yes, y'all I, I, I did. I did repeat that. Mm. It was our, it was when um their first one of their first conversations in in I think Pierre's office when he uh, called him into his office. Yeah, he was like he said uh, something about Tarantino. Yeah, he was like he he literally said his name. He's like yeah, Tarantino. Think he said he says just a word. He oh yes, he does say that. My yeah, report yeah. says, "Yeah, Tarantino says it's just a word." Mm-hmm. I do yeah. remember that now. Is that a, is that a true statement? I yes. Have, so so Quentin Tarantino has come on and said that it's just a word before. 
I don't remember. I thought he I've heard a quote like that. That's the reason why that he doesn't. That, that goes against like what he his uh, his regular narrative though. Well, because I mean, he's people. I think it was around the time when people criticized. I think it was around Poviction time mm-hmm. when he was getting interviewed. Like, why does he use the word mm-hmm. the N word? Like, people can understand Sam Jackson and mm-hmm. maybe a racist character, mm-hmm. but your characters have you you say it a lot yeah it just what stuck, gives you the justification for using it that? just stuck out to me because i know we i thought that would be one of the main things y'all brought up because i know y'all don't really particularly care for tarantino but um but yeah it did stand out um did you find anything i haven't found it okay um yeah so i was like i wonder how true that is or is he just projecting that onto him i'm i, I remember something like that mm-hmm. where tarantino tried to Make some kind of ridiculous excuse for saying. Yes, that's what I remember. Yeah, around um, that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the funny thing is, see, I didn't know if he was if he was projecting that onto him, like or no, or, or if he actually really or if he said or if he actually said it. I don't think yeah. he said those exact words, uh-huh. like "oh, it's just a word." But when he broke down his reasoning for it being used, it came off it came, that way. Hmm. And the 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 funny thing is, again with. Spike Lee projecting. I don't think y'all. I don't know if y'all know, but he hates Mike Rappaport now too. Oh, he does. I did Which, not know this. I didn't know that. Yeah. Spike Lee does. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. But I didn't know that. A yeah. Fucking dick. Yeah. So Michael Rappaport. After that came out, Spike Lee was on some other show talking about gentrification, hmm. and Michael Rappaport was like, "Yeah, he's full of shit. He lives over in this nice place. So I don't know why y'all talking about gentrification." And then he's like, "If y'all saw how much money." He, he has in his apartment and y'all over trying to pay for one of his films. That's bullshit. And he's like, gentrification has done great things. He's like, so-and-so Ave is now a great place to live. So <laughs> Spike Lee came back. <laughs> he hadn't seen that shit. Spike Lee came back and they asked him about it. And he was like, this motherfucker doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He doesn't understand the poor people being displaced by gentrification. He just, he just All he sees is the, yeah, now white Starbucks. people can walk their dogs at five o'clock in the morning. Right. And now there was a recent, I'll make this quick. There was a recent, I meant to bring this up on Is a Mike Salon, but I forgot. He did an interview, Mike Rappaport, mm-hmm. with Talib Kweli. Mm-hmm. And there is a moment where he's trying to explain to Talib Kweli why black people should stop saying nigga. Who said, who said what? that? Michael Rappaport. Oh, I, I got to, I, I started that interview, but I didn't get to that point. It's Talib's podcast, right? Yeah, he, he got a like, podcast, yeah. Michael and Talib Kuli, really think he—he's black. I mean, he really I, thinks I mean, he can say something. Hey, because he did—he did that tribe called Quest. <laughs> that I, documentary he, got him a lot of <laughs> passes, man. man. Shit, not with me. Not with me either. <laughs> because they were pissed about it, right? Like, so, but Talib was like, "You have to be careful with how you say these types of things." <laughs> yeah. He was like, "Why do I have to be careful? Why do I? Why can't I just ask? Why do I have to be careful?" Like he's really on some like white defensiveness with um with the killing of Manton. What did y'all think about that? Like, Rod, you mentioned, like, I didn't think he, they were going to kill him. And he just literally quit the show. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping there would be a, a moment where he'll explain, like, hold on, hold on. Like, I'm not even on the show. Like, I'm with y'all. And they never got to that point. Mm-hmm. And they didn't never really even ask him about it. They That's were just like. It's brilliant, man. I, I just didn't understand. I just didn't understand why I jumped that that quickly. Why you feel that part is brilliant? I feel like that part is brilliant because if he had not quit the show and they killed him, it wouldn't have been as emotional. But I think the fact that he was at a turning point and the people that grabbed him didn't know, it was almost like, once again, he's he's kind of like foreseeing this whole cancel culture type shit, right? When you fast forward 20 years, now you have people that are going back in people's tweets from seven, eight, nine years ago 
and finding out that they said something racist mm -hmm. or something homophobic back then, cancel. Because Savion Glover is Drake. But that's a little further than just can't. Mm -hmm. Wait, hold they, on. They, they but trying to but I know. <laughs> Explain the Drake thing. In, in the sense that Drake is a light-skinned, you know, mixed black Canadian-American, whatever you want to call him, and he has blackface on, remember? Yeah, with the push of teeth. Yeah, thing. so not literally Drake in this movie, but when you fast-forward ahead to where we are now, when you look at Drake having a history of wearing blackface, if you were familiar with Bamboo, you'd be like, yeah, we've seen that before. Hmm. That's a good connection, Ken. Yeah. I mean, I, I was looking at it more so that he's <laughs> that Mantan is basically just about anybody that people have tried to. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's why I wanted yeah. to make sure that Mantan is not Drake. But I'm just saying you're talking about the council culture and people going yeah. back and looking in the past. So say, for instance, Mantan did not get killed and he went on to do great things and have a career mm -hmm. and stuff like that. You look at council culture now, they will go back in his history and be like, hey, wait a minute. This Man. is the guy that was wearing black. After seeing this movie, that makes that cover that much more mm -hmm. dope to me. Like, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, Pusha T really killed this man it, it, just with the cover alone. I was I was also thinking about, uh, and I'll get back to the film, but like the uh, Robert Downey Jr. in um, what was Tropic, that? Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Like, that recent, he did an interview with Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan asked him about the black face. Recently? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what, he, that, what, what he said? He said he was like, I have some black friends who disagree with it, and then I have other black friends who love the movie. Okay. And he said, for me, it was it was the movie was meant to to be that. It was that, satire. It was satire, right. but I, he said, but I understand why certain people feel a certain way about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't that think anybody great, tried to cancel. Robert nah. Downey Jr. Nah. Yeah, Especially not at yeah. that. He just did Iron Man. Yeah. He was. I knew more people that liked. It was. It. I thought it was before. Yeah, I was kind of. It yeah, was like it, Iron it Man came out '08. Yeah. That Tropic Thunder came out '2010. Mm. So it was like yeah. that was like the last time he could even do a, a white person could do a role. '2010. Yeah. Damn. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I think that that the fact that he was actually trying to make amends and was murdered, I think that that is a lot stronger of a message than if he just. Walked out of there and he was still wearing blackface. And then they're like, oh, we're going to kidnap you and kill you. Then I'm like, well, we kind of get it. But with this one, it just made it a lot more like impactful. Yeah, because that's the part out. That's one of the parts I was still processing after watching it. That's why I asked you, like, why was that? Because I think it was. You didn't it, like that part? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think I did. Hmm. It, it, it was, it reminded me kind of like Queen and Slim in a sense. Like, why, why do we have to kill him? Like, why do we have to have the, the black on black crime at the end? But back to back, too, mm -hmm. because yeah. for me, my last question was just like, was it right for Jada Pinkett to blame Damon yeah, for her brother right. and man Dan well, yeah, like, dying? Why do, why do we go that route? Okay, yeah. so hold that question. I think mm -hmm. they all they may tie in mm -hmm. with with what I'm going to ask. Um, so first, I think that, um, you know, when she asked him, like, whose puppet are you? And then she mm -hmm. was a little dancing thing. Obviously, that's when he was like, OK, yeah, this shit is fucked up. Um, so I am going to make this change. I'm not going to be this guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for him to go out and quit and them say we're going to replace him, you know, when we have the the perception of black on black crime, mm -hmm. at that moment, I'm wondering, was he a threat to black people? Because that's why they killed him. Come on, Savion Glover or Damon Wayans? Savion Glover. Was he a threat? They thought he was. But even if he... Right, but say, for instance, he never... Like, he continued to dance, mm -hmm. and he didn't quit. Like, how much of a threat was he to black people to the point where they felt like 
They got it's worth huge. killing him. It was the messaging. More than letting him it was the messaging. And like, yeah. remember when uh, Tommy Davidson character Man Tan were on uh, what's that Times Square and they saw that billboard of themselves of the show and he was like, "Damn, I ain't never seen my face that big." It was like you saw that everywhere. Mm-hmm. And if you if you're most Def's character and that crew and super pro black and you see this like that imaging is hurting you, right? Not only emotionally, but spiritually. Like, So the cost of freedom is death, even if it's, in, if it's not your own. It's just, I, I need to get this image off any way I can, by any means yeah. necessary. That Malcolm but X. what are you also, you're also contributing to a different type of message. Well, I mean, someone could say, you got to break some eggs and make an omelet. <laughs> so, and, they're, and, they're and sometimes look, the omelet can burn, you can't eat them. But they're also revolutionaries. <laughs> they're obviously revolutionaries. And they're, they're looking at it from a standpoint of, we are not going to have someone that's being controlled by white people on this television showing that it's okay for this to happen. Mm-hmm. If that means we have to take him out, like Nick just said, by any means necessary, that's what has to happen. So that was not, when they shot him and killed him, that wasn't necessarily a message for black folks. That was more of a message for white people. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, y'all not gonna put us on TV and have us do yeah. this. But because you care. That, 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 that's the part where I'm still that's still challenging. It's, they as still, white people don't care. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what I'm still having a, a challenge with, with that ending. Like, um, because like yeah, you what is what what good is that gonna do? Is also you make an example like black folks don't do this because you'll end up dead. So it's almost like he's a martyr. There's there's sense. serious consequences for. <sighs> no, Rod's right. White people won't care. Well, they're Michael Rappaport because well, they're always in a position of power. Maybe yeah. the message is not for mm-hmm. white people, but for the black people. Yeah. Nah, you got to think about it. What? Okay, remember when whenever riots happen mm-hmm. and white people are always like, why are they destroying their own neighborhoods? Yeah. Like, why are they doing this? Mm-hmm. And my answer every time is, look, they don't have any other viable options. They know that they can't like go into a fucking office and sit down with these people and say, hey, let's have a rational conversation about what's going on in my neighborhood that you don't give a fuck about. So they lash out, they react. And a lot of times... When you're in an impoverished situation, black folks, Latinos, whoever, they react in a way that's self-destructive. And that's what this is. This wasn't a message to, to me at least, mm-hmm. this wasn't a message to other black people. Just like when when we destroyed our own neighborhoods after Rodney King mm-hmm. got, got or wasn't his, yeah. people were not convicted. That wasn't a message for other black people like, hey, right. you do this and we're going to destroy our own. No, it was a message for white people because we were frustrated. I don't know. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know because yeah. I, I think, I'm just thinking about what Rod said. Like, as long as they're in a position of power, mm-hmm. as long as they can go get a, Another, another person. black person to put on screen, they'll do that. But of that would, prefer, but but that would but prevent that. But no, they don't. Here's the thing. Like, of course, that's going to happen. But when you are, these guys weren't in the boardrooms. I know. But if if I'm that black person with that opportunity, I'm going to think about what happened to Mantan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that that's why I'm be, saying the message could be for other black people like yeah don't do this fuck shit or this should have happened to you too but Maybe. i but but i think what to Mike's point is that black people probably weren't the main ones watching and loving that show because they remember they had reverend al sharpton in that whole rally outside of the like station five right. people but i'm just saying but no, those are wasn't. but those are black it was a full rally yeah those are black people or, or allies that were against the show so it's it was more about the people who enjoyed the, all that audi- that studio audience black and black white, right yeah well i would think more white than black as far as well, like the target the audience as far as the target audience of who watches it, I think more white people watch it. I think because that's the whole reason why. That's why they filmed it or they showed it on the station. 
they were showing it for white people because then the white people wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. Well, see that that's the part that confused. Because remember, this, I, remember I think it's going back bad. in the beginning, the it shows the shows that he pr- promoted were positive black shows. The station did not want that. Right. The station wanted these other ones because this is what the quote unquote this is what the people want. But see, that's the thing. This is what what uh, white America want, right? But there's also the black people that watch that too. Mm-hmm. So so it's 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 not. Either or, I think it's you know, and both. I don't know, man. I didn't. I never, ever, ever took them murdering Mantan as a message to black people not to do that. I always took, and I'm not saying that that y'all are wrong. You might be right. I, I man, I need to go watch it again. But I always took that as a message from frustrated black folks. Like, look, you do this, and we're gonna take your your pawn out. You get another pawn. We'll take him out too. Well, well, you get a third pawn, got him too. Well, the reason why I say that because you mentioned revolutionary. So, like, what's revolutionary about that? What's revolutionary about burning your own neighborhood down? What's revolutionary about a fucking riot? But see, that I don't think those are revolutionary acts. I think those are just like you. Was, I think you also said this as well. Like just acting out of emotion. Revolutionary acts are actual plans, and it seemed like they no, had. That's a plan. not true. Well, well, that's to me, I, I feel like I feel like. What what do you mean? A like organized? A, a organized? Revolu- no, you're saying you're saying a revolution has a plan. That's not the case. A lot of times revolutions start by just random acts of violence. Yeah, riots are part of a revolution. Absolutely. Historically, like yeah. yeah. I, I, I guess I'm thinking the next steps of re- revolution because you have to organize. You probably think modern day revolutions. Yes, you're thinking of white. I think, like, revolution. I think you're thinking about like civil rights no, era I'm moving forward. About, no, I think yeah. you're thinking, thinking about like black, black people so, yeah. revolution. Yeah, yeah. Think about black people, a black panther movement like that. They had to organize first. Like that. That's yeah. You 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 put together a plan. Well, there. Are yeah, that's what I mean. Like that era. About doing no, I'm honestly yeah. thinking I of think American revolutions is what it sounds like. Because if you look at if you look at revolutions in other places, a lot of times they start off with riots. Yep. Well, it was like they was almost like a modern day Black Panther to me. They they it was like black everything, right? They song was black, the the crew name was black. Mm-hmm. So it was like a modern to me, it's how I perceived it as they were like this modern day Black Panther type yeah. of movement. Mm-hmm. So it just didn't really make sense to me for them to kill their own. The Mamas, they, they, they mm. that name has some significance. Let me. Yeah, but it did it. Did it make sense for? Well, you, are you saying because they're revolutionaries or because they were black? Because they're revolutionary, they seemed like they had a revolutionary movement. That, that that's how it came off to me with them. But they were also. But I feel like Spike also put like a backhanded compliment on their morality. With the the drugs and the alcohol that they were consuming, and that and they like, didn't know what the fuck they were. So, doing. I, feel like, I feel like in that scene where they were like, "Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying." Yeah. I feel like there's a Malcolm X tie here somewhere, right? Because was he was killed by his own people. I was gonna bring that up. So, yeah. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm still working this out. Like, like I said, I just watched it today, so I'm still working that part yeah. out. That was one of the main things that I, I wanted to come here and ask you guys. About. Well, it like, was. Be- there was a clip from the Malcolm X film mm-hmm. with Spike Lee. Yeah, of uh, course, because he made it. <laughs> of course, he's going to find <laughs> yeah, a reason right. to slide that he, shit He in put there, that right. in there. when he was, put Bamboozled in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hooked with Bamboozled. Right. Yeah. Right. That was, I mean, was kind of corny. That was kind of ah, That was on the nose, ah, but it was good. Ah, it was corny. Ah, like, that's because that scene is so good, though. That's why I was like, you got to let it slide. I liked it. But yeah, I was, I, my, my, my wait, wait, what you had? It, well, yeah, I was just the Mama. So I, uh-huh. they, they were it, the Mama uprising was something that happened between 1952 mm. to 1960. Oh, you know those are real people? Nah, oh, yeah, yeah, it was a Mama. Yeah, yeah Mama oh. rebellion, uh, comma the Kenyan emergency and the Mama revolt, uh-huh. and it was a war in the British Kenya colony between the Kenya land and the Freedom Army, okay. also known as Mama and the British authorities. So you know, so mm. the name has some significance as well, mm-hmm. and. 
you know, kind of ties into how they went about their business. Mm-hmm. You know, so them killing him, you know, seems to fit. Like, I don't know what the killing means. I'm just really just talking this out today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think my my question was has always been, was he that much of a threat that he needed to die? You I know, say yes. for them. And, and see, that's what I'm battling. I, I, I was, from the eyes of a revolutionary, one. yes. 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 He and that's, was someone that needed to be taken out. From right. a movie watcher, Absolutely. no. Obviously, but from the eyes of like for how that crew ran and what they were and how they were just escalating with anger. Right. Because the, the whole time they were in that room or that studio, whatever they were at, they were that was anger building up from. I believe that was the perception of the of black people who have that mindset of right. this shit is fucked up. We and need do to we do know something that about they were actually outside waiting for Mantan? They could have been waiting for fucking Pierreless. Peerless. We I don't think it ever really. Because when you say a plan, I don't think they ever really gave out an idea of a plan, right? They just talked about doing something. Yeah, yeah. I don't think talk- they ever really said like, "Yo, we were gonna kidnap this guy, we're gonna kill him on TV." So it seemed like they had a plan though. Like they they tied him up and all. see. And, that, and no, that, but I mean, who knows if it was actually supposed to be him? They could have been they, shit. They could have been waiting for fucking Michael Rappaport for all we know. Mm. But Save Young Glover just happened to come out the back door, and he's a star of the show, you know. And they were like, "Okay, well, shit." Here he is. Yeah, the timing was convenient. Right, the timing was very yeah. convenient. Yeah. But I just feel so, like I, I, I don't know, man. It just I feel like they got the point across with tying him up. He, he he was begging for mercy by that point, and they made him tap dance with the guns. So I just thought they took it a little too far with actually killing him. But what would letting him go do? It, and I guess because it was for him, and like was, and I think you were saying, him? and I think you were saying earlier, like. You, you, you were, he wasn't they weren't sure if he was still on that blackface shit but no, no, I didn't no, say no. that they, oh, no, no I was I was saying like yeah that? I said okay. that he just quit like he literally just right. quit that's yeah. what they didn't know that so obviously they, and you said they didn't know that yeah. they so, didn't that, and that's what I'm saying so I, I thought by the time they they held him captive or whatever that, said it. that they he said it nah he was just begging for his life yeah. he didn't know what the fuck he was, was going on yeah I remember that and I, I felt like that was I'm with Rod there, there's a gap where he could've been like yo man I just quit yeah, and we but didn't get that. But how do you justify what they believe? Yeah. How do you verify that? And, yeah, and you know that's what I mean? right. Like, that's where I was. Like gonna... I just walked away. That's why I don't have the blackface on. I just literally just left the show. They'd be like, "You just finished the show. You, you just clocked out. Off. You're leaving." <laughs> no, but it's a live show, right? But why would he walk out the back door going home with the blackface still on his face? What I'm saying is that the show obviously is still going on right now. He left. They don't know any of that. They're not in the show. How would they know the show was because still the, going every, on? It's broadcasted. Everybody knows. But they're not Or maybe they it. just the didn't car. believe him, Rod, when no, he no, said no, it. Yeah. So it's probably right. that. Y'all yeah. trying too hard to destroy this movie. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not destroying the movie. I, like I'm I said, I always have my criticism about stuff, but this isn't a win. This is I like this movie. I'm not saying that. I just had my criticism. I, I agreed with some of the, what the critics were saying because I had that feeling. And then this part, like I said in the beginning, I still was processing a lot about this movie. But yeah, Nah, yeah, it, it could have because I, I had you know when I whenever I watch it I do have that same question like mm-hmm. like why didn't he just say yeah I just quit mm-hmm. and I think it could have helped if if he were like shut that shut that oh I'm about to say what the fuck <laughs> I mean as a viewer to eliminate the question by showing them say 
Hey man, you know him saying that. Oh, I just quit, and then we're like, no, I don't believe you. Fuck that. You still, or just still be like, yeah, you may have quit, but you still responsible for all this shit. So we got to kill your motherfucking ass anyway to send a message to the next person not to do. But that's that. like some evil villain stuff. I got to explain my plan to you before I do it. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's necessary, but it's a question. I'm with Rod. It was a question that I always have. Is like, man, he just quit. Why don't he just tell him he quit? Or like, I've always wondered that. Yeah. But is it needed? I don't. My my only issue was more about Jada blaming Damon Wayans, like at why, the end. What, what end. Do you mean? Because she was like, "You're the reason why, like my brother and man, or his name, real name is Man Ray, dying." I was just more like, "Again, baby girl, like your hands was that just." That one as made more sense. But but yo, but she could have like. So again, was she supposed to kill herself too? No, not kill herself. I'm just saying, like you don't like that's a equal weight that you got to carry with. She him. just lost her brother. And someone that she thought was going to be her lover. Do you really think she sat down and made a, a pros and cons <laughs> list about <laughs> right. killing Damien? She was emotional. She was emotion. She even combed her hair. Yeah. She's blaming yeah. him for her actions, right? And you're saying that she should also own up to I'm her saying, take part accountability. In it. Yeah, no, she's not thinking. It's an emotional way, situation. Yeah. <laughs> this emotion, Which, but, but, but see, but, but that, that makes no, you reflect, but, though, right? But that goes to y'all's. Mm-mm. Criticism too. No way. He was emotional and he was freaking out and crying and begging for his life. Mm-hmm. So I think it's perfectly reasonable to first of all, but that's mm, more first of all, though. he didn't even know why they had him kidnapped. All my, he knew was they he got grabbed by people. Mm-hmm. So why they didn't they, they didn't say hey we're gonna kill you because you're on the show. They just took him to that place and they start shooting and said tap dance. They didn't Damn. sit him down and explain the, the whole thing to him. Well, they had a little intro of the video. They yeah, was like, and they were wearing yeah. blackface, too. They, they were saying right. they were blackface. So, so how would he know? Like, he didn't know. He thought he was about to die. He was terrified. Yeah. So so for y'all's reason to be like, well, he should have just explained that he quit. Well, yeah, then yeah. Then that kind of goes with what Nick just said. Well, I'm not I feel saying like, he just sort of explained it. It's a little deeper than that for me. It's, it's just that I just didn't. I just didn't get the scene all together. Like, I, I mean, I got I got the tap dancing part. I was like, oh, this is super dope. And then when they shot him, I was like, oh, they overshot his fuck. ass too, boy. Of they, course, because <laughs> yeah. they're that. Like, I was just waiting on the headshot. I was like, if they do, I was too when I, I first was like, saw it. damn, are they gonna do a headshot too? They should have. <laughs> they kind of. I mean, they should have. If, 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 if they wouldn't want to go all out, they yeah, should have. That's, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, I was like, they might as well just go take it all the way there at this point. I think they had to put some cap on this movie that was really going to make people like walk away and be affected. And and him him living and them just being like, all right, we'll just go ahead and leave. Yeah, you, know, you don't kidnap somebody and go through all that. So yeah, so yeah, why no. so why you don't have a problem with this but have a problem with Queen and Slim? Because Queen and Slim was killed by white cops, which happens all the time. And and black on black crime happens all the time. Not in this way. Not no 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 no. Black on black crime happens because you have an impoverished group of people mm-hmm. that are acting out, and a lot of times they're fighting because they can't figure out some way to get ahead. So you have drug dealers against drug dealers, gang members against gang members. That's not this. But see, I these guys had a moral compass, and they thought they were killing him for a moral reason. I think I think the difference is black on, at least for me, black on black crime, there really is no choice. In this situation, there were a lot of choices. There were just wrong choices. Well, black on black crime, no black on black crime happens because I feel like I have a moral right. reason for killing yeah, it's, people. It's, and it's that's, totally different. Yeah, and that's part of that. That's a not a myth, but it, it's a spin. Yeah, I mean, anybody, you're mm-hmm. going to yeah, commit so. crimes in a in a certain area with uh, right. whoever's around yeah, you. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of natural. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't think that would would applies. I think um, them constantly bombarding the idea of black on black crime and using that in the form of their messaging 
obviously has its impact because look at what we thought when we saw it. We were like, oh, man, why are we going to see black people kill each other? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think we kind of need to deprogram ourselves from that. But maybe that's why Spike Lee did that. Could be. Maybe, Spike Lee, maybe Spike Lee showed the black on black crime part because he's like, look, y'all put these reasons as to why these things happen. But at the end of the day, like if, if, if the white people had never created or put this, this show on, on national television, had this huge white audience, if that had never happened, then the black on black crime would have never happened either. Right. Yeah. So if you look at it, if white supremacy had never happened, then black on black crime would probably not happen. So maybe he was doing all of that to That's show that there's correlation. <laughs> and then and then at the end of the day, they're still killed by white maybe, cops. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. deep as fuck. Yep. If that's the case, mm-hmm. that's deep as fuck. So it was both. Like two both things happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two things right. can be true. Uh any last thoughts on this film? Um Y'all some haters. Not necessarily on the film. I, I I was really excited when I saw Mike pick this one. I was I was excited to this is probably the one I was most excited to watch out of all, everything. Ken's too, uh, because I had never heard of it. But um I thought you told me Antoine Fisher was your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't nobody's favorite. I was like, I was not I almost didn't come to that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I'm dropping nails. I was like, y'all can review that shit on y'all. Oh, but now um yeah, that was a throwaway. God, that was a throwaway. Man, it was Stay a good focused. fit. Stay focused. It was a good fit. Go ahead. Go that was not point. a good start to Black History Movie. Oh, that was a throwaway. It shows that we're not a monolith. <laughs> <laughs> not everything can be good. Right. Very true. Right. Um, but no, I was I was really excited to to um to watch this one. Um, this 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 was heavy, man. It it, it I, I felt heavy after watching this one. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I expected to feel as heavy as I did. I didn't either. I had yeah, to. Yeah. I had to stop this movie multiple times yeah. just to write down questions because I was just like yeah. I had so many thoughts in my head mm-hmm. while watching it. Yeah. Um. And I think, I guess this is one of the reasons why this made the list. It hold. It holds up so well. Oh yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Oh hell. Damn yeah. near almost prophetic. Like mm-hmm. prophesized as far as like how yeah. everything that's going on. Yeah. Like yeah, this movie just. That's a good pick. Yeah. A good pick. Good pick, Mike. I like um, great pick, Mike. Yeah, it's 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 my favorite Spike Lee movie. Oh. Um, I mean, it speaks to a lot of things that that you know um, that I am, that I like, that I push for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think this movie um, addresses a lot of that. What about you, B? Um, yeah, the fact that this movie was so unapologetic, black. That thing, that's what I love. I mean, most Spike Lee movies are like that anyway. But yeah, the fact that I remember watching this movie with my mother, and I, and we were just like, "Damn, like this shit is fucking crazy." And I remember she was telling her her girlfriends and friends to, to watch the movie because, like I said, it wasn't getting that much pub mm-hmm. like that. And like I said, I didn't see it until we actually got the DVD. I, I don't even know what my mother did with her with her copy of it because she had the, she had a DVD of it. And uh, but yeah, man, I thought this was just like echo what all y'all said, man. This is like one of Spike Lee's most creative films. I like, yeah, I put it like. Do the right thing would probably be one, and then this would be my second favorite um, Spike Lee movie. But I mean, the the way that they both hit on topics that's still relevant today is still like the reason why this is one of my favorite Spike Lee films, hands down, and is most creative. For me, I, I I echo everything y'all have said, but I think the the scene that I that hit me the hardest, or that was just more interesting, just because they broke it down, was the instructional history of how to apply blackface. And like how they were doing it, and, and it was, but it was also mm-hmm. like fucked up at the same time. Like, damn, like this is really how mm-hmm. this shit went down. Like, 
it, it was just everything about it was a history lesson, but that was just oh, the one that's showing a different people. Yeah, like yeah. that was just yeah. the one. Oh, that's at the, the end, no, and it, it, when they were getting ready to do the show, like how they burn oh, the torch, yeah. and they would just pat it oh, down, yeah, yeah. and how you yeah, apply yeah. it and stuff like that, <laughs> and you use red, like yeah. Uh, and Did then you that, watch what was supposed to be the video of what she was trying to show him, and all the buckeyes and stuff mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and just the different things that black people had to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did no, you watch that? The ending part, the ending part was that to that's talent. Like this guy was talented right yeah <laughs> like that was talent yeah and how spike had the montage of all black menstrual even cartoons and stuff like that like i think even bugs bunny the first cartoons of those was like Hell racist yeah. yeah yeah mickey mouse all that shit. all that shit had man had, had some shit in yep, there absolutely yeah and even the toys and shit like mm-hmm. it's, that shit is like you look at it like man that's, that was really around yeah. like that mm-hmm. was really around that once upon really, a time Really around and what? and people accepted it. Is, is yeah. Aunt Jemima the cereal bottle? Is that based off some racist shit too? Yeah, yeah Manny. Manny. Yeah. Damn, it's crazy, bro. Yeah. You know, and and I know real quick. Um, one thing we didn't touch on was when uh, Damon Wayans is or Peerless is explaining why he wants to do this show after he's kind of drunk the Kool Aid a little bit. He he puts the idea out there that he wants to promote racial healing. I don't and, remember that. Yeah. He literally says that this show will promote racial healing. And he also talks about how he wants to make, basically make fun of stereotypes by, I remember that. Yeah. by kind of becoming one. Mm-hmm. And I just think those ideas that Spike Lee was putting out 20 fucking years ago are just insane. Mm-hmm. How all of this shit has come true. It's like these stereotypes that we get so mad about, but then we create music around them or we create movies around them that are backed by white studios. Did I think it makes sense? When you say that, I wrote down a question. I don't know, maybe if I'm taking this as too too seriously because these were comedies. But did you make, <laughs> watching this film, mm. I was thinking about Undercover Brother Mm-mm. and Pootie Tang. Mm-mm. And I was like, no, I'm sure Spike Lee was thinking about those films. You know what I'm saying? Because like, especially Pootie Tang, when we, you know, Louis C.K. wrote that, and you know, you know what I'm saying. I didn't know that. You didn't I know that. Didn't either. Yeah. Yeah. You would see. You would see. That's that's why I was thinking about it because I was like, oh, man, man, man. Yeah, I know. There's obviously we could talk about other comedies, but that one was just like that one. Wow. Black people love, and it's so. It's fucking racist. It's, it's it yeah, and it's, it's so was Undercover Brother. Like I, I rewatched that, and that came out like 2004, 2005, and I was like, wow. damn, this movie came out in theaters, and this shit is like. Wow. <laughs> Fried chicken and all that shit. So it was just, yeah, it was written by Louis C.K. Yeah, but some stuff, like... Directed by Louis C.K. as well. Yeah, like, that stuff has always come off to me as, like, Sam Bowish or whatever. Absolutely. That's why I've, I've, I've never watched, watched that shit. Like, it, it's just... It, but but again, that, that's why I passed this up, because I thought it was more of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you watched this. Nah, me too. Um, I, thought, I thought it was more of that. And I was just like, yeah, I don't want to watch that shit. Because I never watched that Undercover Brother... Like when they was doing that 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 handshake shit in the Kurt commercial. You ever seen that shit? I know you ain't seen the movie, but <laughs> yeah, see, I yeah. saw the preview. Yeah. They were doing that hand sex, the brother shake. Yeah, how he, oh, that's how like, he got access man, to the inside I'm the building. This <laughs> shit. Oh, what, what's the other one called? Soul Man with the other dude. The, uh, oh, with the white guy pretends to be black. No, oh. not even him, but the dude with the afro. What is he had an afro? He was he was a Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, oh the the soul man, not soul man. It was something like that. Something like that. That yeah. shit. Like I'm like, man, I'm I ain't straight. watching. I'm straight on that type of shit. Mm-mm. Yeah, that was, those are the movies. I was like, damn, is he talking about this yeah. shit? Because like, it, it just and hits see, on those beats. Bam, yeah, yeah. And I thought Bamboozle was the same thing. I, and could, so, I could totally see that now. Yeah. 
Yeah. But so. yeah, this is this is my favorite Spike Lee film. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and make that <laughs> that statement. It's 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 one of the only films that I feel like is completely like under talked about. Like I really feel like a lot of people need to watch this movie even now because it hits harder now than it did then because I feel like Spike Lee was trying to tell us something. And the fact that this man is still alive and can answer questions as to what he was trying to tell us 20 years ago. He's teaching classes. Teaching classes. And people are not talking to him about this film. I feel like this film should be a fucking college like course. It's, I feel like it's that detailed and that deep. Again, like I said earlier, damn near every single scene of this film is a message. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. You good? Yeah. I lost it. I lost it. Every every scene every feels scene is like a, was, was, it's like a message. Was, was a message. I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Speaking of bamboozle, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, anyway, yeah, yeah. This is this is definitely uh, a prophecy, and I think it's just crazy that people are not talking about it. And I love the fact that it's getting re-released. I'll probably go buy that Criterion just to have it. You know, maybe I'll give the too. DVD to you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it 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 seems like it's worth it. Yeah, and I'll just go give the DVD to somebody that needs to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the movie you was talking about, Rod, is Ladies Man with Tim Meadows. Yeah, that's yeah. True. I don't even know what that is. It's, it's stupid. Some yeah. Yeah. Like some, some sand bullshit. I'm straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's our Wait, thought. Were, were you done? Yeah, I guess. See. Oh, he cut him off. That's oh, cool. he did. Oh, I no, I mean, he does no. that a lot. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, you got anything else? You good? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just—I I thought yeah. you already had. You said the, you said a great piece. All right, man. No, nah, you literally jumped in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll survive. You know, he does it all the time. My bad. Go ahead. My bad. I don't—I don't know what else I was gonna say. Between between beast candy bar, and <laughs> I'm just killing this man. Say it, man. Fuck it. It's all good. I don't remember. It's black on black crime. I know. I feel like Man Tan right now. All right. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's that's our review of Bamboozle. Please let us know on the Reddit thread, FPS Podcast, what you guys thought about this film. It's racist. Um, And I also just want to hear, again, like what other films do you guys see that Spike Lee was speaking on based off of this movie? Continue the conversation. I'll be more on top of things as far as reading you guys' comments. We will have a mailbag episode coming soon. Uh, I got, I got us, Rod. All right, mm-hmm. it's, us. it's all you, right? You ain't, you ain't gonna Jada Pink at us. This ain't, right. this ain't our fault. This is all you. All right, that's us for this week. We out. Peace. Peace.